0: Hey, what is up? Welcome to this episode of the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast. As always, I'm your host, Brian Lofermento, and I know I'm excited about every single episode, but today's guest has me all sorts of fired up, even before we hit record here today, because her work is deeply impactful, deeply meaningful, and for me personally, it really strikes a chord. So I want to tell you about her, and then also tell you about her work. So today's guest, her name is Nicole Clark. She first logged onto MySpace all the way back in 2004 during her freshman year of high school and from there she found herself in a long career in social media creating and executing social media strategies for both B2B and B2C audiences. Social media shifted for Nicole personally when she noticed the gap between what she wanted to truly save versus what she was willing to share on social media. That's what led to her to start working on her own company an app called String which is a structure for how to document your life. For me Personally, as someone who's not necessarily the most active on social media, I do have that love-hate relationship with social because I want to cherish things. I want to save them for my own memory so I can scroll back. It's something that I do do with my Instagram, with my Facebook, because I love seeing what I was doing, what I was thinking, what I was feeling at different moments in time, but it doesn't always feel like the right place to share it. So Nicole is on a mission to give us that place to, sh- to save all of life's memories, the big things, the small things, the funny things, and every in between So I'm not going to say anything else. Let's dive straight into my interview today with Nicole Clark. All right, Nicole, I am so very excited that you're here. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Brian. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Heck yeah, and you and I obviously both know, but we started getting into the good stuff even before we hit record. So Now that we're here on air, give listeners your background. Obviously, there's so much that goes into, and it sounds like it's been a a building feeling of, hey, this needs to change in the world. Walk us through how you got here.
1: Yeah. So, um, like you said, I started on social media back in 2004 before anyone really knew what the world of social media was going to be. And uh, I, after college, I started at um, Kiwanis International, uh international nonprofit. And as the token millennial there, I kind of got put a bunch of social media platforms in front of me. I believe it was seven to be exact. And kind of said figure this out and from there i kind of with key club international was their high school brand for high school students doing uh community service and i was doing their twitter for them and it was so much fun and i really got to connect with students and learn so much about Kind of this idea of com- using customer empathy in my social media strategy and from um, I was working on social media for them for several years and then left that world and joined a, um, a local agency and ended up doing some social media for brands. Again, using that customer empathy. And during all this time, I had uh, one uh, fell in love with someone in the tech world and kind of introduced me to that other whole other side of things. And I also became a stepmom during that time. And at the time, Gloria was only four years old, and her mom, rightfully so, asked me to turn all of my social media accounts private. Uh, what I didn't realize at that time was how different the experience was going to be on social media by turning it private. So that was kind of the first aha moment that got my gears turning. And then during the pandemic, um... What we are all living and experiencing at that time, there was so much that we didn't want to turn around and put on social media and we didn't, w- if we want to remember all that stuff, how do we look back on it? And then from there, I started working on string. And here I am three years later, uh, earlier, you kind of gestured a uphill motion. And I feel like that's what this journey has been. Um, it's like slow momentum, trying to ma- make it up that hill and feels like we're making bigger swings now. And it's just really cool. Like we were talking earlier before the interview started about um, when we talked to certain people, and they have this love hate relationship with social media, it allows them to connect to other people. But that save element, we aren't telling the whole story when we post often and where does that whole story go?
0: Yeah, gosh, Nicole, I love that overview for so many reasons. There's so many different places that we could dive in from here. But I'll tell you what really catches my eye is when you said in your first job, you know, seven social media platforms landed on your desk. And I'm thinking back, you and I are of the same generation. And I'm thinking back to all the different social media platforms that I have personally used. I mean, we went through Gosh, yeah, think about, from MySpace forward to Facebook to Snapchat to Instagram to Reels and all all these crazy threads is out there now. I've not even dipped my toes into that and I don't think I'm going to. But all of these things, and Nicole, I'm not gonna lie to you, I know that my user behavior has changed across all of them. Facebook used to be the place where I essentially journaled. Hey, here's what I'm thinking this month. Here's a lesson that I learned. Then I transitioned that type of stuff to Instagram and found myself limited to 2,000 characters. And anyone who listens to the show knows that I can't be limited to (laughs) 2,000 characters. So I ran into all these things, Nicole, and for me what I realized is, I've lost my platform to share my voice with even myself, and my future self. I love looking back to things that I was saying in 2015. I don't remember what it was like in the buildup to me moving to LA and making those big changes in my life and looking back at what I was writing on social is my way of tapping into that time period of my life. But why is it that you think that we've strayed away from that. Because obviously engagement on Facebook is way down. People are posting even on Instagram way less. My Instagram timeline is just all pages now. It's not even my friends at this point what are those more macro level changes? And then bringing it to the micro, why have we as individuals, why have we stopped doing it? Whereas we used to, on Facebook in college, I would say, does anyone wanna play video games right now? Like We just stopped doing that, tell us why.
1: Yeah, so um, I feel like what I'm gonna say isn't gonna be surprising to anyone. I think the first change happened in 2016 When as a country, as a world, things became more divided and people had opinion, like social media is where you shared your opinions. And then suddenly in 2016, those opinions, people had thoughts on them. And so it kind of created this tension. And, you know, I think that's when everyone started to like move away from Facebook because everyone was just sharing news and all that stuff. And it's like, yeah where can i continue to ask my friends if they want to play video games where was that happening so a lot of people moved over to like instagram and people were thriving there but then we started off with like regular influencers who just wore um cute clothes or shared uh cooking recipes or um dance videos and all this stuff but then that slowly uh turned into more content creators. And then suddenly, and what was it, the biggest shift, I will say is in starting 21 in the summer of 21. Uh, the CEO of instagram said we are going to be moving to a video platform and then in the summer of 22 they took action on that and suddenly your feed was no longer just your friends cute baby photos or friends from college and all that stuff it was seeing a baby picture and then the next thing that came up on your feed is someone doing a dance video with thousands of views and then it kind of became this weird what do you want to say like a juxtaposition I don't think I'm saying that right, but like the memories that you wanted to capture along these like highly curated, highly um, uh, produced videos and made to go viral, um, all that stuff made people start to feel weird. And then we moved from Instagram further into Instagram stories. And it's like, okay, this is a sacred place where we can share the little moments throughout the day, the little blips in our life. But then that started to not work either, like everything was so heavily pushed toward content creation that it leaves a lot of people saying, but what if I don't want to create content? What if I just want to capture what's already there? yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Nicole, I'll tell you what, you have a really fascinating grasp on the social media landscape because as soon as you started talking about 2016, I, in my head, I was like, what happened in 2016? Is that when like, the platform got bought out? And then you're right, when you started talking about the I asked you to do this. I said the more macro climate and you went straight there. You talked about, you know, political landscapes changed Mm -hmm. and I didn't even think about the trickle down effect on social media there. But you're right. That's when we started seeing, gosh, 2016, I started thinking about (laughs) Facebook and you're right. It was when I stopped using Facebook because everybody was arguing and I was like, this isn't what I use social for. So then you're right. I love hearing the way you talk about Instagram is no longer a social media platform. It's a content creation platform and for me it's just a normal user not an influencer I don't (laughs) want to play that game Nicole so I've stopped playing it and so yeah for me it feels I I really want to talk about string because hearing your perspectives on the more macro environment I want I want the founder's story about what is behind string what is string
1: yeah so um like you said it's structure for how to document your life uh there are a few things that like we've already talked about that got me to where I am today with it. But one of that biggest shifts, like I said, was when I became a step parent, and it's just being a step parent is interesting. And my heart goes out to all my fellow step parents out there. Um, but there's so much that you just have to internalize and you second guess about yourself and your identity kind of gets blurred because As a stepmom, I wanna feel confident in my choices as a parent, but then it's like all these other elements are at play and I can feel kind of voiceless at times, and um, I have an incredible husband, and we have a good relationship with my daughter's uh, mom and her stepdad. But it's like, where is my like, my parent journey at? And on social media, um, we have so many mutual friends between the families that it feels weird to be like, here was my parent win for the day, or this is what it was like to be a parent. And it just has always felt like not my story to tell. So I wanted a place, created a place to put all of that. So String is essentially made up of one uh, main timeline and smaller timelines called collections. And everything defaults to private to just you. And from there, uh, the timelines are searchable, or (laughs) searchable, private, and shareable. So one of the things we've talked about on social media, if you've had social media for 20 years, for 10 years, for five years, if you want to find old posts, that's so hard to do. I'm sure all the listeners here are so familiar with that endless scroll when you're trying to find something from 2016 even. And so to find all that can be so tricky. So string makes that easy. Again, everything date based. So you could um, search, what was I doing in June of 2016? 16, and then it will put you right there on your timeline. And then yeah, the smaller collections, I could have a collection of my daughter have a collection of everything of string that I've done so far on this project. Um, we are currently in our pre seed round, we have no money right now, or we're currently in the middle of our race. And um, so we haven't built our MVP as we look to do that and everything where does all that live where does my founder journey go and so i could have a collection that shows all that another collection for all the vacations i've went on each friend i have and just where all does that live right now and it's scattered across all the different platforms like you've talked about it's scattered in our uh, photo app i would if you, I don't know how um, Google phones work, but on if you have an iPhone, highly recommend just uh, take a glance at your photos, and at the bottom it'll say how many photos you have on your phone. Uh, me personally, I think a few weeks ago I crossed the hundred thousand photo mark. Um, now part of that is I do the uh, Instagram for my local farmers market, so I'm taking like probably 200 pictures of dogs and food every Saturday. And I never delete those from my phone. But it's like I have all these moments in my phone and no good place to put them. It doesn't work just to put them on like traditional storage, like Dropbox. There's no context that you can add in there, no narrative. And then like we already talked about, there's a million reasons why so many moments aren't fitting on social media right now.
0: Yeah, Nicole. So again, so much. It actually feels, gosh, what it? You use the word juxtaposition already in today's session. <laughs> I love that word because it almost feels like it feels dichotomous for us. What I'm about to ask you because it's interesting that here we are on the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast, a podcast that literally talks about growing your business, focusing on personal development to build yourself as an entrepreneur. And Nicole, so much in entrepreneurial terms, we talk about using social media to get your business out there, which makes sense. But we all always forget about that dilemma that every founder faces. I personally face this. It's the first time I'm talking about it here on the air, but for me it's like, obviously I want to sh- promote this show. I love the work that we do on this show. We're very fortunate to be one of the top business podcasts in the world, but if you go to my social media, I don't talk about it because my social media, it's my social media. Like I want it to represent me and I'm more than just the podcast. I'm more than just my businesses and my work. And so it is that weird juxtaposition of this is something I should be using for work, but it's also something I kind of just want to use for personal. And then on the flip side of that, talking about your business as a business, it is exactly that as well, where it's like, what is that gap that it fills? Obviously we're talking about this on the personal level, but then when we tie it to business and You're in your pre-seed launch and round, which I absolutely love that for you. And I'm so excited to see the impact that String's going to make in the future. But when you are talking to people in boardrooms, in business settings, how is it that you position String? What is the value add societally? Because I'm sure that's what you're focusing on in a world that is optimized for views and playback rate and all that other stuff.
1: Well, uh... If there is any um, investor out there that wants to have a conversation like this, this is absolutely incredible. What has happened when we're in, um, mostly what we've done is pitching or, or like doing pitch competitions or one-on-one conversations. And what we're running into is when we're having to say like our business model and like our sum and all that kind of stuff, there's kind of like, they're not listening to the narrative because I'm trying to do a one size fits all overview. And then at the end, there's like, what's the difference between this and Google Photos? And it's like, oh, I... How uh, a million things are going in my head when someone asks that. And, but yet when I'm talking to someone one on one like this, it's like, yes, absolutely. I understand. So, um, everything that we've been doing with string is so much about choosing the right language. And as you can tell, what I just said, we're still working on perfecting that. Cause in those boardrooms right now, like th- people are it's hard to hear innovation at times, you know, and that's probably one of the biggest takeaways that we've learned is when we're talking to customers, customers are saying, yeah, this is a real problem for me. Why doesn't a solution exist? But this seems like a great solution. And so that gives us more momentum. And then when um, investors are like, Oh, I don't know, this seems weird. And it's like, it can be scary to hear about innovation. Um, and it, if you are understanding something immediately, it might not be that innovative. Uh, we're really flipping the script on things. Instead of social media in a world that's been share first, we're creating a world that's saved first. And, you know, when you're talking to um, maybe investors like as investors being more an extroverted type, maybe their whole world is sharing, you know, like, what more can I push out to people? So people um, to provide education and thought leadership and all that stuff, without thinking about all the stuff that's left on the table that you actually want to save.
0: Yeah, Nicole, that one thing that you said in there about, sharing versus saving, that line right there, I feel like for me, even as an extrovert, it really strikes a chord because yeah, that's is—that's the gap that's in my life. It's never been easier before, let's accept that fact. It's never been easier before to share. We can post to 18 different social media platforms. Heck, I'm gonna use TikTok as an example. Somehow we've talked about social all this amount and we haven't even mentioned TikTok. But TikTok, we started, so we now have a TikTok account for this podcast. And and Laura, who's on our team, she's amazing at what she does. She's just experimenting. It's not something that we're mm-hmm. actively pushing. We have no audience on there. Literally, we start with zero followers. Even my personal account wasn't following it. And Laura shares our videos there and it gets hundreds of views. It's never been easier to do that. And that's why when you talk about the difference of you talking to consumers versus you talking to investors, again, I go back to, it's kind of like us throwing shade on Instagram is it's just like, It's different games because the game that I'm hearing you talk about when you talk about conversations with investors is investors are looking to maximize ROI, looking to maximize shares, looking to maximize all that stuff, whereas they might not understand that consumers, we don't wanna play that game anymore. Talk to us about that delicate balance, because in my opinion, and, and I have this, we always ask guests, what is your zone of genius? And you didn't even, even hesitate. It's your innate ability to deeply connect with customers. Talk to us about that disconnect, because the beauty of your business, the beauty of string is that i think this is a uniquely customer driven movement whereas other businesses that we see grow fast are investor driven they're they're rammed down our throat from sheer marketing budget and pr ability talk to us about the customer side of this
1: yeah i i love that comparison you just made um but and i also love that you said um you know, not a big following, but then you post post a video and you have hundreds to thousands of shares. Can we just talk about how terrifying that is for a second? Like anything you post on social media basically ends up turning into a PR post that is viral and great if that's what you're like hoping to do when you post something. But, you know, when you're in the early stages and you're like figuring things out and you're like, I know I should give an update, but uh, what if it does become viral? And there are so many people that have had their lives ruined by going viral when that wasn't ever something they ever intended to do. Um, so I think that's so interesting. And then, yeah, this shift between sharing to saving. Um, when we talk about string is a private experience, and you can have a completely robust experience without ever sharing anything to anyone. Yeah, investors are like, how is this gonna scale if you aren't sharing and having that ripple effect? Um, but the truth is we just have no place to save. And when people are like, what about this competitor and this competitor? What I really love is what I call, <laughs> I know she's of all topic right now, but the, uh, my Taylor Swift theory or the Taylor Swift test it used to be the Kardashian test and years ago, but that's how time has evolved. But what the Taylor Swift test is, is like, Simply, would this be beneficial to Taylor Swift? Because if for celebrities of that um, level, if the best they have to get is TikTok and Instagram, like that isn't going to cut it and social is just dead in the water for them. And so when I take the or do that Taylor Swift test first for string, it's like Taylor Swift Taylor could have bounds of collections of things she wanted to share with her fans. So she could have a collection of the whole Eras tour. She could have collections for every album she's ever written and behind the scenes stuff for all of that. She could talk about all the Easter egg, capture all the Easter eggs she's ever put out in any of her songs or albums. And then in that same platform, it gives her a place to save everything that's private. Her relationships, um, early songwriting before she's released that yet. Uh, Every single picture of her cats, because I'm sure there are a lot and they're super adorable. But where all do those photos go? So that's kind of the test I put from us against other um, other platforms. Because even though we have that private experience, it's having that first as that foundation so that people have the choice to share if and when they want to. And so it's very customizable. And I just feel like it really gives you control of your own narrative. Again, you aren't being so performative like, oh, well, it's Tuesday. Now I need to go post on, uh, post something on TikTok because the world says I have to. Um, and it's just so interesting working on a social media platform, uh, And it's like, oh, I need to, like, put something out there that string exists. But it feels weird that the place to put it out there are on Instagram, on TikTok, on LinkedIn. And, um, yeah, it feels like spreading yourself so thin. I have to curate all these audiences and everything's so singular. But string brings everything back to just one place. And, um I feel like kind of the pandemic switched everyone from visiting the internet to living on the internet. And now that we're so consumed with living on the internet, we need a place to call home. And I see uh, places like Instagram and that being the playground. You can go there, you can play all day long, hang out with all your friends. But where do you go at the end of the day? Where can you see everything? So I see string as like, a hub of everything where you can look back on your life and um, see all your different eras, all the everything.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Nicole, I'm going to call out one word in particular that you just used because I know how intentional you are with your language. And I think it's one word that I'm like that right there, that you just hit the nail on the head (laughs) of the game that I'm not willing to play on social media. And you use the word performative. Yes. That's the one place I feel like a fish out of water, Nicole. When I'm on Instagram, is everyone, I just said it to one of my friends yesterday when we were playing tennis. Is I was like, everyone shares these picture perfect pictures and captions, even on Instagram. And I was like, I'm just me. Like sometimes it's my cheesiest innermost thoughts from like when I go on a bike ride, for example. I love biking down the, near the water. And when I go on a bike ride, Nicole, I think about all these things: good, bad, ugly, things I'm worried about, things I'm excited about, everything. Yeah. And I just want a place to just share it. And it certainly doesn't fit in, in this performative theater where everyone is putting their Instagram selves forward. And so that's why I've just kind of, I've receded from that playground as you call it. I'm just not willing to play there anymore. So I love that perspective that you shared with us. Nicole, I know that we're going to go over time today and listeners are going to be very pleased about that because I don't want to let you go just yet. I want to switch gears a little bit, but before we get there, I can't believe we've talked this long and I haven't asked you, tell us about the name string.
1: Yes. Okay, so this is very crucial, because there are some elements in here of uh, how it came to be. So um, as you know, with any startup picking a name is everything, especially for a consumer app. Um, so again, with that language, wanted to make sure that it was um, something neutral, nothing too tied to memories or too feminine, because everyone can find use at a string. So it's a very delicate balance. And um, so my husband and I, oh my gosh, I still have the papers where we're just writing out hundreds of words in different categories, seeing what sticks, seeing what was available. And, um, man, that went on forever. And my mom is one of the most competitive women you will ever meet. Uh, And so I threw it out to her. So I have like a few emails from her, like, pitching me on different words and why they would work. I think she had puzzle as what something to do with puzzles. And then she threw out the word string, the normal spelling of it. And I was like, okay, I really, really lo- love this idea. But I was like, it doesn't seem quite perfect yet. And then um, I don't know if it's the same day or a few days later, we went out to lunch with uh, one of my friends from the agency world, Caitlin, and we're sitting over Greek's Pizza, which is my favorite uh, local pizza here in Indiana. Um, I highly recommend trying it. Uh, but we were saying over pizza, and she's like, Oh, what if you doubled a letter? And we were like thinking about doubling the G, and that just didn't look or seem interesting or whatever. And so we kind of tabled that. And I went home and told my husband that we were thinking about that. And he was like, what if you doubled the eye? And it was like a light bulb that went off. And so what I loved about this, and before we were like figuring out the rest of the language of what the app what the possibilities were? I everyone I knew I was like, All right, I'm working on something called string. And it, there are two eyes because it's about you. And it's self reflective. Um, and then lastly, uh, string like tie a string around your finger so you can remember it all. So all that stuff just kind of worked so beautifully. And then as things have went on, and we've kind of realized how strict string, ties your whole life together and there are all these different parts around um and it just worked better and better and better and um (laughs) ma'am at the beginning of the conversation we talked about threads and that coming out the morning when that was released my mom like sent me a long text she's like did you hear about threads the audacity of them and she was like so worried i was like luckily thread that's been a conversation that's always happened and wasn't too worried about that name name and string just sets itself up so well. Um, I don't know if you've seen the picture from uh, what's it called? It's always sunny in Philadelphia where Charlie day has, when him and Mac are uh, working as ma- like mail clerks in a big corporation and. Charlie has this big theory about what's going on. And behind him are all these pictures and this red string connecting everything. Now that is a little chaos, but I feel like that's what string can do. It can really um, highlight your life and show you all these commonalities that you didn't know were there or you maybe just forgot about. And um, yeah, with string, our goal is for you to have the chance to remember it all.
0: Nicole, 696 episodes of this show, and this was the first reference to It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, which makes <laughs> me a very happy man today. So I love the fact that you just brought that up. And yeah, I'll be honest with you. For me, it's funny we went this long in the session of even me asking you about the name because to me, it seemed like just a perfect fit, a natural match because there, you're right. There is just something about the, the concept, the analogies that comes with string. For me personally, those bike rides that I just told you about, I always think of those as thought threads. I come home and I'm like, okay, what thought threads came up through all of that? Threads obviously coming back to string. So yeah. And then the double I, the self-reflective portion of it and the languaging that you use there. My goodness, that is a match made in heaven. I love that perspective, Nicole, and and that backstory that you shared with us. I wanna transition just a little bit as we come towards the end of this episode. I'm gonna be sad when this episode ends and I know that (laughs) listeners are gonna be, but I do wanna talk about your own founder's journey because I'm fascinated by that aspect of it because especially hearing you talk here today, Nicole, you're picturing string being, we talk about a lot of B2B businesses, but this is truly a business to consumer, B2C business where you will change the societal use of the way that we share or save. I mean, save our lives, save our memories, share it with people who are intimately close with us our closest family members i see that in my own family group chat for example my sister's in vet school right now she's finishing her clinical year my brother has five-year-old twins my niece and nephew i'm always on the go chasing sunsets and playing sports and all that good stuff and in our family group chat my parents have gotten into pickleball now so all of us are (laughs) sharing these things with each other in our family group chat but they're gone. You know, no one's going to scroll back into our family group chat. So, I love how you are societally aiming to change this. With such a big goal in mind, though, my question to you, founder to founder, is what's that journey been like? I'm sure it's been trying at times. I'm sure you have high moments, low moments. Share some of those insights with us.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, what I have definitely found... Um, what Halloween's coming up. And I think as uh, for my Halloween costume, I can just be a, a B2C company because what we have heard is that is one of the scariest things that you could possibly be. Um, so it has been very interesting, especially here in Indianapolis, we have an incredible B2B scene. And so to come up and to be this, Random B2C founder and then to have an incredible co-founder, uh, Danielle Doherty, who, um, is also a, a mom and she doesn't have a tech background. And so it's like, who are these women and why are they ones to change this? But that customer empathy and because we, we feel that disconnect. And so we have, um, we're, it has been a lot of ups and downs, the ups very much when we talk to customers and they're like, yes, we need this. And the best in what you did, uh- right before the show started is you're like, here's the reason why I need string and talk to someone, uh, at the farmer's market, another vendor at the farmer's market a few weeks ago. And she's like, yes, I need string because my, um, my grandpa died and then my family, we are sharing all these pictures and all these memories via text, but I had no place to put them with string. You can put all those memories exactly where they go. Um, but getting that idea across to um, founders, or sorry to investors has been very tricky, especially I mentioned Tam Sam some earlier. So Tam is your total addressable market of everyone that exists. Um, who would that? Or how big is that market? And you know, as you're talking about, you're like, this could change everything, which so much pressure that I feel like in my core, but I know how important it is for that shift to happen in general. Um, But yeah, with our TAM, so we're looking at everyone with a smartphone because everyone with a smartphone has this problem. And we end up talking another interview later on about, uh, you know, how I imagine that age range going for that. But so ours is a storage platform, so um, you get five gigabytes of space for free to get started and to like... For us to earn your trust and everything and then from there it's five dollars a month for up to 300 gigs of space so if you take that five dollars a month which would be sixty dollars a year times uh, everyone who owns a smartphone that tam becomes like uh i want to say like 450 billion dollars and then if you look at how um many more smartphones will enter the market in the next three years, yeah, or by 2020, excuse me, by 2028. And then if you take into account people expanding storage, like suddenly our TAM might be $1.3 trillion by 2028, which sounds completely outrageous. And like I'm in way over my head, but when you think then about that customer need, the, the shift needs to happen. People want a place to put that stuff. So as we talk about my founder journey and all the highs and lows, like, would it ever be a a, a choice to walk away from this? And unfortunately, for me, the answer has been no, because then there every day, I have all these moments that I want to remember. Um, even just last night, my husband and I walked to um, our local, local restaurant that we absolutely love. We have an amazing dinner and then walking back in the conversation and all that. Where does that all go? And so wanting a place for that to continue to live is what gives me the fuel to keep going on string. And again, having such an incredible co-founder who, um, is so detail oriented. And as I'm like giving out all these like, uh, brain dump from all the visions that I have in my head. And she has such a beautiful way of capturing that and making sure we're hitting deadlines and um, taking what I say in uh, making sure that that's incorporated into the language that we use. And uh, it's been such an incredible partnership right now. So many highs and lows in the founder journey. And you know, such a funny, um, music helps a lot. And if there is one song, if, you, uh, if you're early on in your founder journey right now, if you can listen to the song, uh, the climb by Miley Cyrus and not get choked up more power to you. Uh, but between that song and the man by Taylor Swift, when I really need like amped up or need that motivation, I listen to that before any big, like pitches or anything like that and then yeah the climb when I really think about the highs and the lows and just what it takes to keep moving forward and what the world could be like once this is done or once this exists um I know my daughter uh is all for it and um it's so funny because she's an incredible she's 12 years old. She's an amazing artist. She wants to um illus- be an illustrator and everything like her idol Dana Terrace and uh but she also has a side move of really wanting to take my job. Um I know she is definitely looking for my CEO title one day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Nicole gosh so much that I love in that story and you're right it's something that we can all relate to. I will say when you said you're second song is The Man. I thought you were going to say by Aloe Black because that's my go-to song. I'm not a Swifty, but yeah, that song gets me hyped up every single time. And you really had me thinking. I'm big for quotes. And so as you were talking about the the just massive nature of what you're up to at String and what String's going to become one day. I can't help but think of that Steve Jobs quote where he said, the ones who are crazy enough to think that they can change the world are the ones who do. And Nicole, that's why, gosh, I'm getting goosebumps even just hearing you talk about all this work that you're up to and and how important it is for society at large. We're not talking about social media. It's funny, listeners who tuned in today thinking this was going to be a conversation about social media. This was the first ever anti-social media episode, but I think it is so, important for every entrepreneurial journey, for every human's journey, because I think that these are the important things. Life is about memories. It's not about things. It's not about all these other things. What you're really talking about is us enriching our lives, us looking back and saying, look at this collection. I actually love, I didn't call it out earlier, but I'm going to call it out now. You know, a lot of people collect things in life. I'm very, I'm anti things. I don't like having things in my life. So when you talk about collections, I'm like, that's what I want to collect. I I wanna collect memories, I wanna collect moments, I wanna collect thoughts and pictures and videos of people that I care about and moments in my life that define me. So, gosh, Nicole, yeah, you're hitting me in all the feels today. It's the fall feels for sure. But I also know that this is only the first time that we're gonna follow your story and Strings Journey all along the way here on the podcast. I'm so excited for everything that's to come from you. But I wanna give you this stage before we round out this session because I feel like you just have so many interesting perspectives and you're so deep Deep in this meaningful work that I'd love for you to share probably like your best piece of parting advice for entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs who are listening to this saying Nicole you're on a big journey and and however big or small we view our own journeys it's all intimidating there's obstacles along the way in every journey what's your best advice for listeners who are tuning in and feeling all the feels like I am after hearing you talk today
1: yeah um thank you for saying that uh I think oh man what is the best advice i can give um i think just something that we've been saying with string leading into stuff is time is one of our most valuable assets that we have in the world and right now we don't have a good place to document how we spend that time so i think just being very um aware of how you spend your time. It's okay if there are days where you just need to lay in bed all day and not get out. That is totally fine. We need those days sometimes to reset, but really think about how we capture everything that we do because if you're just doing a brief overlook at your life, you think about what has life done for me lately. You can really much live in that moment. If things go south, you feel like things are always going to go south because you have no way to see that up and down journey that has happened your whole life. So um, I think being um, very aware of the time that you have and the time that you have with others focus on the relationships that you know are worthwhile or um, the friendships and all that stuff. Um, And then for there's that part and then also um, to encourage at least one person like put that on your to-do list for today um it doesn't have to be done this week or even the next few months but seek out people that you should encourage because i know in the very beginning when i was leaving my agency job to like pursue a b2c company again with no uh technical ability or anything uh what i was doing was crazy and um so thankful that i have people in my life to say you should do this i know it's crazy but you need to do this and if there's anyone that you're seeing in your life that's teeter-tottering on that um that question like show up for show up for them and just your encouragement i don't mean you have to like check in on them every single day or anything but um I know had those conversations not been had with me early on, I would have probably wiped my hands of this and just moved on, to, moved on with my life. Um, Cause yeah, it is scary to think about how things could change moving forward. If this really goes the way it should, um, the way I've built it to, things will be so vastly different. Um, so yeah, just encourage others and encourage yourself. <laughs>
0: Yes, amen to that. That is incredible advice, Nicole. Honestly, I know it's October here when this episode is airing, but you are truly hitting me in all the fall feels. This has been such an insightful episode, and I really mean it when I say that the entire entrepreneur to Entrepreneur community, this is not the last that we see of String. And Nicole, I'm going to be the first to publicly make a demand and a request from you, and that is, I see on your website, you've got the handle in your mock-up of at Nicole, one day i want the handle at brian i want this to be the one platform that i own at brian on
1: writing it down now
0: (laughs) yes i love it (laughs) all right laid to claim listeners you guys will never have access to that that is reserved exclusively for me but nicole on that point i'd love for you to share with listeners where they should go from here to follow the awesome work that you're doing with your own entrepreneurial journey as well as with string drop those links on us
1: yeah so um i would love it if uh everyone just go to string.com dot com, and uh at the bottom of the page there you can sign up for uh to join the early access list so when we are ready with that um first beta product you can get in there and uh, claim your uh, name if you would like at that time And unless if your name's Brian, then you can have like Brian one or something. Um, But uh, do that. If you want to connect with me, I probably say LinkedIn. Uh, You can find me there. Nicole, just type in Nicole Clark string and I'll pop right up. Um, I would love to have more conversations like this. If you're interested in just the whole social media journey or anything, I'd love to have that conversation with you.
0: Yes, listeners, you all know the drill. Nicole, you got me laughing when you said, unless your name is Brian. I love that (laughs) you're already sticking to this. Listeners, you all know the drill. You don't have to go far to find Nicole as well as the String website. Wherever it is that you're tuning in, scroll down below and we are linking to string.com as well as Nicole's personal LinkedIn because I say it in quite a few episodes these days, but so few people are brave enough to reach out to people who they hear on podcasts. I know this myself as a podcast host. I also know that the few of you who do reach out, I love interacting with you. So if you've enjoyed Nicole's company as much as I have today, add her on LinkedIn. Just reach out to her and say thank you or or have a virtual coffee with her. You'd never believe what one connection can do in your entrepreneurial journey on both sides of the coin. So I'm already thinking about who I can introduce Nicole to and vice versa. There's There's so much room for collaboration here. So don't be shy, listeners. You will be one of the few who actually puts yourself out there. So you've seen how generous Nicole is. And Nicole, on that note, thank you so much for coming and joining us here today on the Wantrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast.
1: Thanks so much for having me, Brian.
0: Hey, it's Brian here, and thanks for tuning in to yet another episode of the Wantrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast. If you haven't checked us out online, there's so much good stuff there. Check out the show's website and all the show notes that we talked about in today's episode at thewantrepreneurshow.com. And I just want to give a shout out to our amazing guests. There's a reason why we are ad free and have produced so many incredible episodes five days a week for you. And it's because our guests step up to the plate. These are not sponsored episodes. These are not infomercials. Our guests help us cover the costs of our productions. They so deeply believe in the power of getting their message out in front of you. Awesome entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs that they contribute to help us make these productions possible. So thank you to not only today's guests, but all of our guests in general. And I just wanna invite you check out our website because you can send us a voicemail there. We also have live chat. If you want to interact directly with me, go to wantrepreneurshow.com, initiate a live chat. It's for real me. And I'm excited because I'll see you, as always, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday here on the Wantrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast.